Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is November the 8th, and we are cruising through the Bible reading plan, just about 20 days left. But right now, we are in the book of 1 Corinthians. So join me as I read today. Otherwise, let me read it over you, and then I'll end with a few quick thoughts. So here we go, jumping in today at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Now, for matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife, and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, The husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a consension, not as a command. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does... She must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest I say this, I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer, and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer, and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife. And the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbeliever leaves, let it be so. The brother or the sister is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. How do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not be uncircumcised. Was a man uncircumcised when he was called? He should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's commands is what counts. Each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. Were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although if you can gain your freedom, do so. For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, the one who was free when called is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person, as responsible to God, should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. 
Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried person is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone is worried that he might not be acting honorably toward the virgin he is engaged to, and if his passions are too strong and he feels he ought to marry, he should do as he wants. He is not sinning. They should get married. But the man who has settled the matter in his own mind, who is under no compulsion but has control over his own will, and who has made up his mind not to marry the virgin, this man also does the right thing. So then, he who marries the virgin does right, but he who does not marry her does better. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes but he must belong to the Lord. In my judgment, she is happier if she stays as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 Now about food sacrificed to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know, but whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in this world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and from whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a god, and since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Be careful, however, 
that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all your knowledge eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister from whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before I end our time together. So this last verse that I read, Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. I was just talking with someone today about this very conversation. There are things that I'm okay to do because they don't ruin my relationship with the Lord. Yet those very things could be something that causes someone else to stumble. For instance, I love the taste of wine. I actually really enjoy it, but I don't drink it. Why? Because if somebody were to see me drink it, they're not sitting there wondering how often I drink it or with what moderation I choose to drink. They walk away thinking to themselves, well, Pastor Michael drinks, and who knows, it might have been the only glass of wine I had in years. But to them, it causes them to stumble. So I have to stop and say, look, none of this is about me or for me, which goes back to what he was saying at the chapter just before this. It was a little confusing. But he was talking about if someone is married or not married or viewing themselves as married or not married. And what he was trying to say is that it's not even about you. So if that's the only thing you can think of, then you're missing the point. It has to be about what are you doing for the Lord and how are you using that to help other people know him? Look, there are tons of things that are permissible. It's not like it's going to cause you to go to hell if you do them. But that doesn't mean you should do them. Because it's not helping other people grow or know who the Lord is. I think it all comes down to this question. What are you doing what you do for? Or better, who are you doing it for? Because if you are doing everything for yourself, then you're going to do things that hurt others and don't matter in your relationship with God. But if you can stop and say that whatever I do, I do with all of my heart unto the Lord, then all things can be used for his glory. And in that mindset, all things can be used to help others know God too. So what's your focus? Because if your focus is on yourself, then do whatever you want. But ultimately, it is going to hurt others, and it is going to hurt you. But if your focus is on the Lord, then do only the things that will help other people know him too. And everything else, be okay with not doing them, even if they are okay for you to do. This is a pretty big decision that we have to make as followers of Christ. Do we do what we do for ourselves? Or do we do it for the Lord? Because it's not just in how we put our effort towards it. It's also our motivation, 
our presentation and how we help other people find truth inside of the things that we find too. So think really hard next time before you do something that you know some Christians don't agree with and even some other people try to exploit. Because if you are doing them for yourself, you will only harm the people around you. But if you're doing it for the Lord, then you will be willing to sacrifice some of your own desire and comfort in order to help other people grow too. So do it for the Lord. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.